Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Oki Buell. He's a triathlete located in Germany, and you recently had some good success in Ironman Copenhagen. You had a great swim, nearly cracked the 60-minute mark, which is a very high level benchmark, I think, for a lot of people. Um, you were about 30 seconds off it, but regardless, a really good swim and saw some improvements over the last couple of months using some of the things that we teach. So I wanted to get you on the podcast to talk about what you changed, what you worked on and uh, and how, it, how you're able to improve your swim and to be able to share that with the audience. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brent. Nice for having me. <laughs> You're, you've been doing triathlon for about 10 years, you said, but you didn't really have a background in, in triathlon as a junior. What made you start doing triathlons 10 years ago? Well, actually, really, a colleague talked me into it. it was, I mean, I was doing every kind of different stuff all of whole life long. I started swimming as a junior, not on a high level, but I just did it and then I played some other th- things. Then I... I thought I should go into surfing and windsurfing, which wasn't such a really good idea. Like I'm a really tall guy, like 193 high. <laughs> I didn't really move like, like you used to move on, on a surfboard. So um, that was when I was a student. And um, yeah, then I did some running and stuff like that. And then a, co- a colleague uh, came up and said, hey, let's start with an Olympic triathlon. I said, okay, let's give it a go. And I didn't really know if I can make it. it was just like, I mean, I was feeling quite fit and was able to run 10, 15 Ks. But the combination of three sports in one, I didn't know if uh, I would make it. And so, yeah, I tried uh, to, to co- uh, um, um, train a little bit for that. And then we towed the line. And I was completely blown away because it was so great. And then I looked around in my area for a triathlon club to join some structured training. Yeah, I never looked over my shoulder. And what was your swimming experience before starting triathlon? Did you learn to swim as a child? Yeah, yeah. I started swimming like I was, I think, four years old, four or five years about that. And I was born and raised in a small village, so there wasn't much around, like you can play soccer, you can play handball, and you had this swimming club. And um, yeah, then I joined the swimming club as a child, and yeah, we, it wasn't like high-level swimming. We didn't go to really big uh, races, but we did go to smaller ones, and that was really fun with uh, going with a group, uh, swimming in a competition. Um, yeah, and I did that for about, till I was about 12, 13 years old. And then I popped out, which is a shame from my nowadays point of view. But yeah, that was basically my swimming background. So I learned all kind of uh, swimming, and it was always normal for me to go for a swim. And 10 years ago, where would you say your swimming was at? What level were you at when you first started doing triathlons? And was it something that came easily for you? Or was it something that felt a little bit like hard work in the beginning? 
until you started to get into it and do it more regularly? Um, yeah, I think it it was on on, a, on an average level, and when you're talking about triathletes, like I, I, it was never a problem for me. It was just like, well, let's go for a swim. And when I thought about swimming 1500 meters in the Olympic triathlon, it was more like, yeah, you should practice a little bit long distance swimming, but it wasn't it was nothing to worry about. So. Um, um, a lot of other tri triathletes, especially the late starters like me, they when they try and learn how to slip, swim, they get pre a pretty stressed, like, like oh, oh my God, I have to swim such a long... That was not a problem for me. Um, and so it re really came kind of easily. Like, I wasn't really fast, but it was not a problem. So the distance was okay, but speed was the thing that you wanted to Im improve on and when you first came across our coaching where were you at with your swimming which was about 12 months ago which you mentioned prior to the call yeah yeah it, it was when uh, over the years of doing during triathlon the distances grew long longer pretty fast like i was interested in the half distance ironman i was interested in the ironman swimming ironman distance um i started that about five years ago. So when the distances got longer, I and I try to hit the water like like I did before, like two to three times a week. I kind of leveled out with my um, with my speed, and I tried. I, I worked with a different coach then, and I tried to swim a lot. I tried to swim different kind of of training focuses. And nothing really happened. It was just like I, I came out of water like in an Olympic, like 25 minutes or about 30, 32 minutes in a half uh, Ironman. And it doesn't really matter if I was heading in the water more often or not. So I was kind of, yeah, I was, uh, I tried to figure out what is holding me back for getting faster. And then I found your, on the Instagram, I found your effortless swimming and I was just like, whoa, what's, maybe that would work. And so I tried it with a catch challenge. Yeah. And it worked out perfectly. <laughs> was there anything in particular that you changed or you felt made the difference? I think for, for me, it was breaking down the stroke in all these different parts really helped me understanding what I have to do um, for catching water or getting a better technique and not trying to work swimming, so to speak. Yeah, so breaking it down into the components because it's, uh, I find a lot of people will see swimming as this continuous movement, which it is, but there's different phases to it. And if you can slow it, if you can enter in the right way with your fingertips first, and a lot of people who have done the course have said just that first thing where you, if you enter correctly and then you reach out in front of your shoulder, if you do that right for a lot of people that gets rid of the bubbles and it gives them that little bit of time to then reach forwards and set up the catch, whereas people who are newer to the sport, they tend to rush that part. And when you feel like you've got time out the front, you feel like you've got time to rest a little bit as you go on your left side and your right side 
And I think that's a can feel like a real breakthrough moment for a lot of people if they're just used to that continuous windmill type um, movement. So that's um, yeah, that's one of the one of the key things I think that can really make that switch for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. That was what was uh, what I was feeling as well. It was just like you got into a, a smoother movement. It, it felt so much easier. You you really got into this where you can should apply your pressure and not just trying to rush through the water like you said that really makes such a difference that that got me so so much yeah felt like getting lighter in the water getting higher up in the water and yeah that felt so good and i wasn't i was really stressed some a lot of times when i hit the water like like um, I got problems breathing, not on, on a short distance, but just like I said, it was so much energy I was using, I was wasting. And that completely changed when I relaxed with this new stroke and the knowledge, what I should, what my hand should do, what my, where should I set up my catch? Uh, that was just, yeah, just awesome. Yeah. It's when you can get to that point where you feel like you have lots of time where your hands and your arms are relaxed in the recovery phase and in the reach phase, then the heart rate comes down a lot. Whereas people tend to hold a lot of tension through their shoulders and through their chest and hands, and then they never feel good and they're never able to relax. And it's one of those, I mean, pretty much every sport you want to do, you want to be relaxed as you do it because of the water component where not everyone feels comfortable. I think with your background, you obviously felt comfortable, but a lot of people don't have that comfort because they might have a little bit of fear of water it's unnatural then they tend to hold this tension even if they don't know it and if they can get to that point where they can just relax and only enough tension to hold the right shapes and technique then they get to this next level where they can really see a good improvement and it comes with time comes with practice but also just knowing what to do as, as well and what change to your speed did you see over those couple of months well, yeah, as I said, I have the I did two races this year, like one half Ironman, one Ironman, and if I compare these both distances um, with the last years, I came down from let's say uh, half distance for a half distance race, like from thirty one minute to twenty nine, so an improvement of two um, over two minutes and a half distance race. And um, I came down from my last Ironman distance was in swim was in two thousand nineteen, um, like from one hour two minutes to yeah just above one hour, so on two minutes improvement as well. And so I I think it's about five to 10 seconds on a hundred K depending on the distance. And that having said that with not so much swimming, like before, like I didn't manage to, to hit the water as often as I, I would like to in, in the last couple of months, but made the improvement uh, time-wise anyway. So that was just like, I was completely blown away with by that. Yeah. That's awesome. And one of the things you mentioned prior to the call was that you focused a lot more on quality over quantity this year, and you've seen that have a positive effect on your results. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, 
I mean, it's, I'm pretty time starved. Like I was, I'm working full time as an anesthetist. I got three kids. So family business is running and work needs to be done. And so, and so if you wanted to put in all this training for a long distance triathlon, um, you have to, um, focus what to do when, when you're going to train, what you are really about to do. Like I try to understand what I, what is in every single training, what is the focus I have to be on. And so I see that not just putting in junk miles in each discipline, but focusing on the quality of the training you, you want to do really helps me out. And it, it doesn't really matter if you're doing not so much hours like, like other athletes might do, but you make improvement anyway, if you focus on this quality, and especially in swimming as swimming is so, so technical for me, it helps me really just to know when I get my, my, my technique really next to the next level. And when I focus on this stroke technique, um, I make improvement. Although I won't have that much mileage in at the end of the season or comes race day. So yeah, that's why this, I think it's really good to focus on, on, on the quality and not just getting out and yeah, just for the, for the, for the reason to, to getting out. And what did that look like with your swim sessions in what would you, what would a standard session look like in terms of time wise and distance? And what kind of training were you doing most of the time? Yeah, um, um, I live at the, the Baltic Sea, so only a few kilometers away from the beach. So um, here around, you can swim like from May to September, end of September, depending on. And so I, I try to, during summertime, I try to, to swim just open water, just going, doing long, long distance swimming, like, um, usually 45 minutes to one hour, the normal length of my, my sessions. And, um, during winter time, um, when you can't really do open water swimming here, um, I hit the pool and I tried to a normal session would be like about an hour. We have some with our triathlon club, we have some pool times in, in the next city near, near where I live in Kiel. And so it's usually about an hour and I'm trying to, um, get in another at the slightly longer, uh, um, session on the weekend, like about 90 minutes and uh, distance wise, I would say it's usually about three K like. Maybe when you're doing, when you're in the pool and you're doing some technique tech training, it's, or it's about two two and a half K. And if you're doing more, the more distance swimming, maybe it's, it's about three and a half. Yeah. That's my, my, my normal sessions. And I think it sounds like the open water training makes, made a big difference for you as well, because it's one of the most common things that I'll hear from people is transferring their pool times across the open water they find is a challenge and if you are getting in the open water regularly you develop this open water rhythm and style that 
carries on to your racing. And it's something that I don't think enough people do is open water swimming, especially leading up to a race. If you're only getting in twice, two or three times before the before a race in the open water, it's probably not enough to get comfortable and to get comfortable wearing a wetsuit. So if you can get in a lot more times in the lead up to it, I think it just it gives you that that feeling and that awareness of how you're going to have to change your, your stroke to be able to feel comfortable in the race and, and keep your speed up because it can be a very different sort of style. And did you have to change your stroke for the open water? Is it something that you're aware of from your pool stroke to your open water stroke? This podcast is brought to you by Form Goggles. Form empowers swimmers at every level to reach their goals, whether they want to get stronger, faster, swim further, or to be more efficient. Get lap-by-lap motivation with real-time metrics and workout instructions right in your goggles. And Form's recently released Form Plans, which include a progressive series of workouts to help you achieve your fitness, skills, or triathlon goals. You can follow along with the plan and your weekly swims will be automatically synced to your goggles. So you'll swim through your workouts with real-time metrics and workout instructions all in your goggles. So it's like having a coach right there with you. And I've had a look through these training plans and I think they are excellent for people who want to train for certain triathlons or reach certain fitness goals. It will build on each week and a really good way to progress, progressively build up your fitness. So if you'd like to follow along with some plans to help you reach your specific swimming goals, then check out Form Goggles at formswim.com forward slash effortless. And this will give you $15 off your purchase of Form Goggles. So formswim.com forward slash effortless to get your pair of Form Goggles. Yeah, yeah, definite, definitely, uh, at least slightly, is you didn't find any, I mean, yeah, you can find perfect conditions in the open water as well, but you have to take it as it is. Um, this sighting of boys, the waves, wind, sun, when you're uh, breathing bilaterally, when you're not able to breathe bilaterally, that can really mess up your whole race, racing when you when the sun come up and you just can't see anything and stuff like that um that really changes your swimming and of course your stroke is getting getting a little different from the pool where you just can glide right away and yeah the currents is another a big thing not it's not really it's it's just small parts coming together which influence your stroke Definitely. And putting up the head every five, six strokes to see where you are and not having any line on the bottom of your pool which you can follow and finding out if you're swimming straight or just zigzagging through the waters. All this stuff you really need to practice and you should practice a lot of times because it's when you're feeling, as you said, when you're feeling comfortable and you don't really... Think about doing that. How did you go about keeping the stroke changes that you felt helped you with the catch challenge? How did you go about keeping those changes and carrying them into the open water? Because obviously, like you mentioned, it's you're probably going to have to start the catch a little bit sooner. You might not be as long with each stroke that you take. So when you have that shorter stroke, did you find you were still able to keep some of those elements? that you learned in the catch challenge into the open water yeah yeah you can i could definitely keep that it was what was one of my key sessions was the ymca drill like the thinking about what your hand 
is doing or what your arms are doing during the catch phase and during the stroke later. Um, coming back to that, when you're swimming in open water was really helpful for me. Just rethinking where you should apply the pressure and where shouldn't you apply the pressure. What what happens when you're entering the water and after that, even if the stroke is shorter. Um, that really made a difference for me. And always the uh, staying relaxed, staying having your shoulders relaxed. And um, that was another, yeah, kind of mantra which was in my head when I was swimming open water. Just always this stay relaxed. And because I can come back to that, even when I'm a little bit exhausted or even if. Maybe the water is really uh, choppy and you feel like you, you didn't really get into a good rhythm. Coming back to that really helped me out. Like, okay, remember what you, was, what you was doing in the pool and what you should feel. That really helped me. Yeah, that's great to hear because with the YMCA drill, I think one of the biggest benefits for people is that you have lots of times to be able to get those positions correctly and the main thing is for most people having the arms bent in the, sorry, the elbows bent in your high elbow catch and in your power diamond. If you've got that bent elbow position, you're going to be so much stronger. Like if you're up against, if you're in the pool and you're up against the, the wall and you were trying to get yourself out of the pool, you're not going to do it with straight arms. There's no, it's not effective that way. So just having the elbows a bit bent through the second and third position in that YMCA drill carries in really well to your stroke because most people that I work with initially, they're just too straight with their arms through the catch in the pool and they press straight down and they just don't get much purchase or hold of the water as a result of that. So a simple drill like YMCA drill can just make sure you've got those important parts of your catch in your pool. And when you're in the open water, your body position is normally good because of the salt water and you've often got the wetsuit on. And so really, if you can have a good, catch and pull, hold a decent stroke rate with the right amount of rotation, that's going to take care of um, a lot of the things that are going to move you forward. So you can keep it pretty simple when it comes to yeah. up and water that way. Yeah, that's true. That that perfectly describes me like like uh, applying pressure with a two, a two straight arm and not going anywhere with that, but it's getting exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and some people might know about that, but unless you've really sort of seen it described and or seen it visually, and then been given a way to be able to make that change, it's very hard to know what to do or how to change it. So that's why I really like that drill progression. What do you think? What do you think you're capable of in the next twelve months with your swimming? Do you see sub sixty being achievable and and beyond that? Um. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Like when you just almost made it sub 60, you definitely want to break that boundary. So um, yeah, um, I think I should, what I'm hoping to progress to is is to get more, more consistency in my sessions. Like, as I said, it didn't work out that good uh, hitting the pool or hitting the water quite consistently. And I saw that, the consistency in my training from a, for the bike and for the running really made a difference with these two disciplines for me. So I hope I can take that to the swim, swimming as well. 
And yeah, I reckon that 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 should be I should be would be able to um, go below sixty on the Ironman distance, and I hope I can do that. Um, um, because I think that that is definitely possible for me. And one thing we didn't mention is you qualified for Kona. You got your Kona spot at Ironman Copenhagen. Is that for is that for next year, twenty twenty three? No, that's yeah, that's a, a pretty a pretty big problem for me right now. Like, like it's uh, you, you. I, I had to go this year, and I wasn't really able to put up a, a travel plan and to get some accommodation. It was just ridiculously expensive right now, so I have to cancel that. Yeah, pretty shame. But on the other hand, I said, well, it, I, it was such a perfect race for me in Copenhagen. The qualification was yeah. A real surprise. I, I didn't really know where I was standing in the, in the performance-wise. So when it turned out that that's perfect for me in Copenhagen, I think I can do that in the next years again. Uh, so we decided not to go to Kona this year, but try to work it out in the next couple of years. So um, yeah, it's it won't happen this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great to get that qualification anyway. So, yeah, great to hear how, I mean, it was just over nine hours, wasn't it, the overall time? So you're flying there and that 60 seconds, 60 seconds, 60 minute swim sets you up really well. Anything that we haven't covered so far that you think would, that you'd pass on to another triathlete wanting to improve their swimming or their overall triathlon? Yeah, maybe two things. One thing, especially about swimming is, relax and and focus on your technique and the rest will really literally follow like like don't be stressed out in in, in the water if you want to hit certain numbers or certain times and the other thing for the overall triathlon training especially as an age group athlete is just um identify your um capacity time-wise and you're making make a good schedule for your training session to get the consistency it's never the one special session you need to do like you where you read about all the pros do or everybody is doing uh, that never really changes anything it's just like the consistency in your training keep going having your weekly uh, plan where you can do what and stick to that plan no matter what, that is really that that would really make a difference, especially in this in these longer distances. And so, coming back to that, when you're getting a little bit, uh, when you struggle, that is really what you should do. I love it. Two two really important things there that that can make all the difference. You know, focus on the technique, relax, and just follow the process. The times will come. And then just that consistency over time is where I've seen so many people get those results and, and just being willing to stick with it because there's not many swimmers who will have this overnight change where it's, things have improved in one session. It often comes with several weeks or sometimes several months of practice and work and then things tend to click. So having that patience is, is very important. So, okay, I think it's great for you to be able to share your experience and how you've improved with, with our listeners. So thanks very much for being on the podcast and can't wait to, to see you at Kona sometime in the future when it, when it works out. 
Yeah, I hope so. And uh, yeah, thanks again for having me and uh, giving me the opportunity to talk to you on your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.